of the black man and woman or the black umar or community or the black nation, we must understand what prayer is all about. Prayer is actually focus. What is it? Let me give you a little background on this topic. Some say that God was really tired of people always asking him for anything and everything. Every aspect of truth, every aspect of knowledge, and every aspect of themselves. Some say that God decided that being hard to find what people grew into being holy was the better way. Some say that God decided being hard to find would help people grow into their search for the holy of holies. Some say that God just needed a place to live. Nonetheless, the stories also disagreed about who helped God decide where to hide. Some say it was the angels. Others say it was advisors, like a president might have. Still others say were animals. Many different ideas floated around. One was to have God hide on the moon. But God said no because people will soon eventually go to the moon. A second was to have God hide at the bottom of the sea. But God said no because God knew people will someday visit the bottom of the sea. A third said God would hide deep in the earth. But God said no, because people will eventually someday be mining the earth. So these things have all come to pass, of course, and people have went to the moon. They have searched throughout the many depths of the ocean and to the many depths of the earth. And they have not found God in any of these places. So somebody asked, where would God hide that would be so successful? And the answer, one might say, is that God hid within man. One would ask why. It is because that is the very last place where man will go to find God. In the Vedas, the Hindus say, that there is only one truth, only one reality that many people call by many names. In another way, people say that there is only one truth or one reality of life about which vibrant persons in various ways speak. Another way, people will say that the truth is one, but the paths to truth are many. All these demonstrations, all these descriptions to truth describe the way of life. You may have been raised up in the church thinking that Christianity was the way. You may have been raised up in a Islamic type of environment and thinking that being Islam, being Muslim was the way. You may have been raised up in a Hebrew-Israelite type of environment thinking that being a Jew was the way. But you never thought to yourself that maybe this is just one formation of truth. This is just one expression of truth. 
This is just one genre to music. This is just one color of the rainbow. This is just one type of fashion or style within fashion. That this is just another piece to the puzzle. We never think to ourselves of the diversity and the versatility of this world being so much more than what we were raised up in. We never think to ourselves that, is there more to life than what I think I know? We were raised up to never question our beliefs. We were raised to never question God. But with all this information and knowledge in this world, how can we not? Who's to say that the way that we were raised was the right way? If the majority of this world conforms to Christianity, who's to say Christianity is the way? If the majority of the world was raised up in Islam, who's to say Islam is the way? Just because the majority agree to one specific belief system does not mean that's the end all be all. So if I think that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, does that mean that you have to believe that too? If I believe that if I don't accept Jesus, I'm going to hell, does that mean you have to believe it too? Something that I had to learn time and time and time again is that truth is expressed in many different ways, just like language. Truth is just as expressive as moves. Truth is just as expressive as music, sound, vibration, frequency. There's a reason why we call the world in the galaxy in which we live in the universe, because it's one tune, it's one harmony. And though we are all on the same tune, we are all on the same vibe, that does not mean that we dance the same way. The way that I express my gratitude to the music might be different to how you express your gratitude to the music. You might shout and scream. I might not say one word, but I might groove and dance. Another person just might tap their feet. Another person might clap their hands. Nonetheless, we all express a different way to music. This is the same way to truth. One man's truth might be Jesus. Another man's truth might be Allah. Another man's truth might be Brahma and Shiva. Another man's uh, truth might be Asar and Aset. Another man's truth might be Zeus. Another man's truth might be Ogun and Oshun, and, Obot and uh, Ubatala, and Olodumare. Another man's truth might be Vodun. Another man's truth might be Kwambanda, Santeria, so on and so forth. Nonetheless, when we are in a search for God, why do we always look to other belief systems and things outside of us? than rather looking within. 
You have to understand the inspiration for most mythologies are just expressions of who we are. Every Orisha, every Netter, every Diva, every Devi, every Deva, every angel, every ancestor, every position that you see in mythology is an expression of who you are based upon your characteristic traits, based upon the very aspects of yourself. So when you study mythology and you study the God of war, the God of lightning, the God of love, the God of sorrow, the God of lust, all of these aspects of mythology are just aspects of yourself. The hero's journey is supposed to be a great description of how you become your greater self. And overcoming all temptations and obstacles that you go through in your life. And coming back and being better than what you was before. Like the story of Heracles or Hercules. You are supposed to be the hero of your story. The El Salvador. The Jesus of your story. The Haru of your story. So once you come to the understanding that you are the spotlight in your life, that you are the hero of your story, you are God in flesh, you are arm, leg, leg, arm, head, I self-law and master. Once you come to the understanding of who you are, well then the rituals in which you are taught to participate in are no longer rituals they are your everyday life you don't have to create an altar you don't have to uh, make a sacrifice you don't have to uh, burn candles not saying that you should or you shouldn't do what thou will do whatever you feel accomplishes whatever you want to manifest in your life but understand, when it comes to rituals, your lifestyle and the way that you condition your life, the way that you fashion and style your life becomes your reality. The mind is all and the universe is mental. And your mind is the manufacturer of your body. And your body is a temple. You don't need to build a temple to worship the God within. You don't need to build an altar. To celebrate the God within. Just condition and take care of your body. Which is the temple. The synagogue of God. The kingdom. As it talks about in the Gnostic gospel. Is within you. It's not within the ocean. Because the fish will get to it first. It's not in the sky. Because the birds will get to it first. The kingdom of God is within you. So once you come to the understanding of where God resides, where your very uh, your greatest potential resides, once you tap into that, your greater potential, your greatest potential, your higher self, it is that in which you will find the greater aspects of yourself and you become the hero of your story. 
So I conclude with telling you, stop looking for God everywhere that you go. Stop looking for God on social media. Stop looking for God in memes. Stop looking for God in different pages. Stop admiring other people outside of yourself. Outside of yourself. Stop idolizing people outside of yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. Idolize what you see in the mirror. Idolize your reflection. And realize the greatest value that is within you. Until next time, I am the Omnis Rome, and I am out.